Welcome back to another episode of Bopcast. Today on Bopcast, we have Stefano Solorio, founder of Caravocacy and good friend of mine. But let me tell you a little bit about the show. On Bopcast, it is my job to get the most out of the moments that change people's lives. I'm less interested in accolades and achievements and more interested in moments and how it felt in those individual moments that change people's lives. And on this episode, I'm interviewing uh, my friend Stefano, but it's not the same format as I always do. We're kind of doing a little back and forth and discussing our businesses and kind of the evolution we've went through in the last two years. So uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know I did. And uh, thanks for listening. Quick message from the sponsor and we'll get right into the episode. This beat is by Jello Music. If you're a content creator like me, you've needed music, background beats for videos, projects, anything. Um, and for me, I'm a music producer. I can go and make my own beat, but sometimes I just don't have the time. And I don't want to go on YouTube and use a beat that's been used hundreds of thousands of times by other people. So Soda Beats eliminates this issue. Whether you have 10 years of music experience or 10 minutes, you can make a beat on here. You can take, uh, you know, 20 minutes and whip something up really fast uh, just, you know, uh, to use as background music, or you can take hours and create a masterpiece. It's up to you, but Soda Beats makes it easy. It's a complete web-based platform, royalty-free with for-profit use. You can go and take your beat, do whatever you want with it after. To be honest, I think it's just fun to make beats on there too. It's a, I, I just, I love it. It's web-based, open it up in Chrome um, when, you, when you have a few minutes and, and mess around and make something awesome so uh, soda beats best way uh, to make beats online right now ladies and gentlemen welcome to another episode of Bobcast today on Bobcast we have we're actually doing a little bit of a combination episode so this isn't uh, you know your traditional Bobcast episode um, me and uh, Stefano have had a lot of conversations over the last year probably a little more than a year now and uh, we thought it was valuable to uh, bring both of us together to have a Bobcast episode for sure and to highlight what you've done and the, you know, the things that you've built uh, in the past few years, but to also include some of our ramblings about business and life, uh, which we thought could be valuable to people. And uh, I think I agree that our conversations could easily be uh, just like another piece of content, you know, so I appreciate uh, you ha- having the idea to do this and then us bringing it together on the Zoom. And, you know, we can't you're in Florida. I'm in Jersey. So that's a little bit tough. Um, I'm going to make my podcast run eventually my world, my uh, countrywide podcast interview run. But Your, uh, that's world tour. <laughs> my world tour. Yeah, my Bobcast world tour. But I'm, that's not going to it's not going to be for a little while, man. So um, but yeah, so we got to do it like this, but I'm more than happy to do it like this. So um, if you could uh, introduce yourself and explain, first explain what in the, explain yourself in the lens of your company, and then we're going to take it a little more broad after that. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ryan, for uh, having me. And uh, I appreciate this time because, um, and I guess I, since this is almost like a joint podcast, I'm going to say hello to the house, house so listeners as well. You know, if you, if you heard me, um, usually I would be the one to ask the questions. And I think this conversation right now is almost like a, it's a mutual thing. So, you know, Ryan's going to be asking me some questions. I'll be, I, I'll be f- gladly following up on what's happening with Ryan, obviously. Um, but this has been a long time coming, right? Every time that we've had a phone conversation, and I think we were just talking about this before the recording, it always has some kind of weight. You know, like has a weight to business, to our ideas, where we want to see ourselves or how we see ourselves to people. Um, And, you know, I was just thinking at the time when I was was texting you this uh, idea of like, you know, you know, Ryan, like we haven't talked in a while, really. Uh, We've been busy in our own thing. We need to just create an episode or like or even not even that. I was just I think we were like trying to catch up on a phone call. And I said, you know, let's have a better idea and let's make it actually an episode. So I love that uh, you're up for it. And it just felt like, you know, we have a lot to say about a lot of the topics that we, I mean, we don't have any specific agenda, I guess, for this one, right? So it's just more of like, hey, let's just show what we've been working on and then kind of touch on some subjects that I feel like are are common, what a lot of entrepreneurs or founders or creators, change makers, influence, whatever, whatever role that you play in that creates something. Um, 
we'll just cover that today. And I thought that was really interesting and uh, I hope we can even do this more often. By the way, right now I'm like scrolling up to our DMs on Instagram until like that first message. And um, when I when I hit you up, oh, I heard about man. the podcast. Yes. And it it is almost two years now, actually. Wow. So let me let me actually I'm almost so close to it, too. But uh, it's about to be it's about to be two years, two and a half years since we've known each other, and since we actually have not met up at and all. You made the first one. You made <laughs> you made the outreach. You found me. I found you. Yeah. Um, which was incredible for me because I'm like, who is this guy? Randomly found me, and he's like a fan of the podcast. He doesn't even know me. Like that was like an eye opening moment for me. Yeah, you know, and I will just briefly talk about that. I'll gladly you know talk about myself and what I do, but. Um, you know, as I said, in I think in our first episode of the Hasso, we were, and that was like my first episode with you. And this is a fo- sort of a follow up to that as well. If you want, to listen yeah, to that it, one. it it actually because we're very... in completely different places now. So, <laughs> can you imagine? Yeah. Like, I know that's crazy, that's, but anyway, <laughs> that's that's the yeah. So I was just saying, like, you know, I I love how that first episode when I reached out to you. Um, I think the reason why was because you talked about something very relatable as millennials or Gen Z and what you went through as you were creating, you know, the Bobcast podcast and uh, and what kind of went through your mind and head about that. Um, and I hope, you know, this conversation does that for people. Uh, I think that's the that's the ideal goal here. Or if not, if there's no goal, then who cares? Right. But at least we can have a conversation about this. Um so moving on. Um, so my name is Stefano uh, Solorio. If you guys didn't know already, I am the uh, I'm a podcast host of the Household Podcast, but I'm also um, a founder and CEO of Carevocacy, where we bring seniors into the age of tech. And uh, my story is I have a grandma who has Alzheimer's, and that labeled my family and I as caregivers. And I wanted to find like a better way. To take care of her, especially, you know, I'm, I go to school, I do work and all these other things. And at the time, I wanted to create an app, but then I realized I didn't have enough money to really start it. And so we, we, and I say me, really, I had to pivot to something a little bit more specific, but still, you know, in the realm of like helping our senior citizens and our, our elderly population. And uh, I thought it would be a cool idea to start a tech education service. So... Uh, before the pandemic, I was helping out senior citizens um, or anyone who's like 50 and above basically learn about how to use a certain piece of technology. And when the pandemic happened, I had to kind of switch that up and turn it up to online. And it was a lot of, uh, I guess when you're like starting something of your on your own, a lot of the decisions you make are pretty easy. <laughs> You have no one to kind of really talk to whether this is going to be like a good idea or not, which, by the way, is a is a topic in itself as a, as a solopreneur, I guess. Um, but yeah, I had to pivot it. And then I had to host basically online classes for seniors online on Zoom or Google Meet or whatever. And then I uh, ran that for a while uh, for the pandemic. We did I did some partnerships and stuff like that. And I can talk more about it, but you know, uh, in conclusion of who I am, uh, I love building products or services that are for the aging population. Just exploring that, uh, you know, I, I, I'm a marketing major as well, so it helps me kind of figure out and challenges me what kind of uh, people I work with, especially creating this this service business. So, yeah. So was it your? Yeah, no problem. And thanks for all that context because I think that's important. Something that I also kind of not that I overlooked but I just didn't even think about because it's us I don't think about the context Um, (laughs) and so it's good for listeners to know but so it was you being in a place of the place where you had to be the caregiver for your grandmother who you're frequently while I'm on the call with you you're frequently helping her out Um, it's not like you know you designed this business and now you don't have to (laughs) you know um, help her anymore that was not the point the point was uh, to Take take a little bit off your plate if you could, but also probably just knowing what it takes to take care of somebody like that and then also what they need. Um, and it's got to be a lot different than like my grandparents, some of them lived an hour away and some of them lived two hours away. But if your grandparents live with you, it's a whole different ball game. 
and that gives you a different perspective i don't i think (laughs) if that was the case with you i'm not sure if you would have built this Mm. this business so but i'd like to have you answer that question what do you think was you you went over it a little bit but what's the real like what made you say i'll build this business for this purpose was it a moment was it everything was it just your grandmother was it your friends saying they took care of their grandparents the list goes on i'm just wondering yeah yeah i appreciate that and that's a really awesome like insight you just you uh caught on because that is true i guess i if i wasn't if i was not in a particular situation to have to be fortunate to have my grandma would live with us and i say fortunate because it is because i you know yeah. oh i us. wish my grandparents were next door man <laughs> really i love them <laughs> yeah um you know that's a really I'm glad you're asking that question because no one really asks that question in a way that you did, Ryan. Um, because, you know, they're always asking, you know, that's a great story, you know, and, and, and you know, they cover that and that's that. I'm a digger, man. I like to dig. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't take surface level. You know me. By the way, uh, digressing the topic, I did find like the first message I sent you. Uh, it was back in December 22, uh, 22 um, 2018. So it actually has been two years. Over two years, man. It's yeah. been two years, two months, huh? Yeah. Wow. And I, I sent you this. I sent you three. It looked. I'm looking at it. It looks. It's looked really desperate. But like, I was really proud of your episode. Man, <laughs> I no, was like, because I sent, I sent like three messages, and then if you look at it now, it's like a long paragraph of three messages of like just me, like, hey, like this is how I felt during that episode. I was washing the dishes, and I'm like, uh, and then I was just like. I guess for some reason I felt, and I'm going to answer your question. I just, I just, this is just interesting, but like, um, I just felt like, I felt like I was in your shoes and because, you know, I've always been the person that creates stuff and you never know whatever it's going to be, it's going to happen or how people are going to feel to that. Um, and so when I was writing that message, I felt like, you know, this is like me, you know, if, if, if I was in his shoes or me really, I would love to have somebody, you know, like share this stuff and how it impacted And that's, me. by the way, that's what it did for me. I mean, it's not, I had received messages like that before, but not messages to the extent of, let me, let me tell you what I was going through and what's happening in my life while yeah. I'm doing this. Let me give you all the context instead of saying the message that doesn't help me is your podcast is dope. That doesn't really help me. Like I, like that's, I know that it's not the best we, podcast, we, we so love it helps it. a little bit. Yeah, like yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, encouragement. I get it. But the best thing is if I have a little context, you know. Um, so yeah, I really appreciated that message. It was great for me. I'd never received a message like that, so that's awesome. Yeah, to no, take I, it back. I, I'm yeah. glad that you brought that up and took it back there. Yeah, I was like, ooh, I got it, I got it, I got it, because I, I'm sure it was like I was trying to think like it was around this time because I know it was. Uh, so going back to your question, Ryan, about like, I actually have like two form of answers to that. So it's like a professional and personal one. So obviously it's pointless to have this business. So it's pointless to have my grandma uh, learn the technology education because she won't even remember it. So technically it wouldn't be her. But in the beginning when I was building this, it was it was for that. Um, I I personally was in the middle of it. I... I had to switch schools because of taking care of her. So I didn't like the idea of it, uh, but it had to be done. And, um, you know, people can argue about that and stuff like that. I could have had choices and whatever. But, you know, at at the time when I was making those decisions, you know, I felt like it was the right thing to do. And at the same time, it wasn't like the easiest thing to do. And um, so personally, I created something because it just... Uh, toughishly, I was just the one really dealing with the problem. And then I did a lot of research, you know, to see how other people were feeling this, you know, making those life-changing decisions for someone they really care for. And, um, you know, I just saw that there was a need, I guess, right? That's the basic way to say it. And then professionally, you know, I was looking in the industry, healthcare, senior living spaces, and I just realized that there was a really big growth and stability. And I say this because, you know, in the next like five to 10 years, there's going to be a lot of older adults, you know, and then especially with healthcare being so well, we're going to have a lot of people living longer. 
um, I did not have the foresight that we would have a pandemic and the fact that even the problem got even more heightened than ever. So I would say like, personally, I felt like I was in the right timing, I guess, the right fit to be in this mindset to be thinking. I'm definitely not the first one, but um, yeah, there's reasons why, the reason why I really got into it was one, it would benefit me in the long run. It's a very long game industry, I would say. And then personally, I was just trying to solve my problem and solve other people's problems with that. So somewhat of a perfect storm opportunity uh, as far <laughs> sure. as... Sure. I, I definitely was not thinking like that. <laughs> no, 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 no. But now looking back, I mean, think about it. It's not like... Uh, yeah, like the... It sucks that the problem exists, but it's great that you can solve it or at least try to solve it and help other yeah. people solve their problems too. And it, it is such a big, like... It's such a big industry, you would say. Like it's and what, a big what industry? Problem. What's the name? I would of the say industry? I would say it would be in the senior care industry or the aging industry. A lot of age uh, tech, age tech, right? Like that would be the thing. Yeah, I mean it's a very novice term. So meaning like, I say this stuff, but like not a lot of people really know this. Like stuff. Like ed tech, like oh we know that. Like yeah, ed tech, yeah, we understand. right. Like, that's yeah. been around for ten years. The term probably, but exactly. age tech, I yeah. you're the first person I've ever heard say it. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it was just very ironic. You know, we we, we work with older adults, yet the, the industry and all is still new, right? Like people are still focused, like they haven't really focused on like what the actual problems. And I think, again, as I said, the, you know, COVID-19 virus kind of really heightened the problem and the things that we need to actually solve for our seniors. Um, and we don't usually talk about that. So again, there's there's even like, conversation like um there's even conversations like are we doing it for older adults in general and living or is it going to be like people who take care of somebody so there was like a i would say there's a weird word for me personally like a weird dual identity of like where am i really working at um but the good thing that what we do with curvocacy and i and i say we all the time and people call me out for it but it's really just me and a you know with awesome group of interns and especially yeah but uh, advisors. isn't you so that's the point you know like Podcast it isn't me like isn't me exactly either, exactly know? i feel like every time i have to say <laughs> we, you don't have i gotta to clarify that because you know it's um and this is i don't mean to jump topics but just um that's just an example of like this is not me at all like the problem like when i was trying to solve this problem like from the very beginning like this wasn't like a me thing at all you know it was like i saw this happening with my life with mm. people i care about and it's a we thing and it's not you know so i i've kind of made a habit of saying we and not just because i'm trying to put up a hype on that part but just like i really have not done this by myself and um so yeah, I think as you said again, it was a perfect storm. Um, it is very new to what I'm trying to head into, and I, I personally don't think it's just. I don't think it's going to be the only thing I'll be working on. I don't think I'll be working on uh, only the education. There's a bigger plan to what I'm building on this, and I can divulge that into a little bit later. But like, there's a reason why I'm entering it through education, not through some kind of like tech startup building an app or a product or whatever which i did try to do in the beginning but i think there's a way to enter this market this age tech market in a way that is you know playing under the radar enough and and just being strategic about like how i enter the market um rather than just coming out the gate with a product that you know you, your end user might not even use so that's where i'm at there's a macro goal that you're kind of that you have in your mind but yes and you're doing the micro yes. uh to to the to eventually get to that goal uh but you're focusing all your energy on what you're doing in the day to day and trying to build that because that's what it, it is if you focus way too much on one or the other you're screwed right well I how mean, about you how about you ryan would you say that um you deal with that too trying to figure out what you need to focus on and what is your macro and micro it's actually goal? my biggest issue probably i mean it's more of <laughs> okay, a life it's, elaborate on that yeah. it's more of a life issue than a business issue um 
because I like too many things. It's like an issue, man. <laughs> the thing is, like, dude, I, I was gonna buy. Like I was gonna buy a violin the other day. I'm glad I didn't buy it because I would have tried to learn violin. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just okay. want. I get into things. Like, I. You know, and now I'm trying to like narrow it down. Like I'm just like, all right, let's just squeeze this into like a few things, you know. Um, and right now I do four things on an ongoing basis. Okay, my, what are those four things? My Ryan? podcast, Bobcast, this podcast. Um, that was all one thing. Podcast principles, my business. Um, Sully Bop, art. Uh, yeah, your music. Your, uh, mm-hmm. Um, and then I I have a part time job that I love. And then I'm a DJ, but let's put that down because pandemic. So let's do four. <laughs> so four is too many, I think, you know, I mean, it just depends on obviously it depends on the person. But I think that you'll the I know in my I know ultimately that focus is going to be the thing that grows it. So when I'm like, ah, I want to do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Sure, I can and still support myself. But the thing is, when you start thinking about those macro goals, like, what's my, how do I get a music, how do I cr- build my own studio, right? That that takes a level of focus now because I have to yeah. back engineer everything to get to that point. And I, I have to cut out other things that I love, but that don't contribute to that macro focus, right? So that is a issue, that is a problem that I face in life and in business, more so in life. In my business, I do one thing for the most part, really. Um, I do a couple of a few other things now. I'm dropping all of them and I'm doing sticking <laughs> to one thing. Uh, so which is podcast production, right? So yeah. I think it's be- I think what I have to do really is uh, set parameters, understand what the macro goal is for each of the things. And if it's the large goal, if I'm not that passionate about it, then, you know, then I'll create I'll just move that to a hobby or just a here and there thing. You know, yeah. so, I don't know. I'm going kind of off in the weeds now, but. No, no, yeah, no. I think yeah. I think it's uh, I think it's a great realization that you just said there, which is like I, I, I here's the thing: what I I believe that I think anyone who is creating their own thing, right? I think you're the type of person, and this is the same me too, is that you can do anything really. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you can be like really proficient in anything if you really put your time. It's not like it's not like you don't have the innate ability but like you're the type of personality where if you do spend the time to do it of course you're going to do your best and you're going to be efficient with it but the question isn't about like could you do everything the question is about like could you stay focused on one thing and then make sure that you're really good at it so that you're not like pulled by so many things you want to learn like by the violin or even like um you know, like, even if you think about it, like, your different part-time jobs or something like that, like, you know what I mean? Like, focusing on this or that. And it's not easy, obviously, because, you know, you're you're seeing either immediate results or not, you know, no, no immediate results. And I think that's, like, the hardest thing for the both of us where you're, you're building something. And I'm sure you know you have goals and ideas and where you want to lead it to and stuff like that. By the way, like, and I'm going to add this to it later, but, like, having some kind of goal and focus <laughs> that's like the most hard thing to do as you build something of your own uh, for example i actually have a there's a local newspaper or local news magazine here in florida or like say that i live in and uh, i actually and it's not posting anything out right now so they're not generating any content and i talked to the actual owner of it and she was telling me how they're, you know, they're transitioning to a different model and she's kind of feeling like it's going down and stuff like that. And I was, I was thinking in my head and that was like a month ago, but I just started thinking now, like, I want to buy that newspaper yeah. company. Not, not because obviously newspaper is kind of dead right now. SBA but like, loan. Let's go. Let's do it. Right. But uh, <laughs> I wanted to get it because I was like, hmm, like if I could turn that business into something, I would be owning like, you know, the media, right? In a case of like the city or like in the in the, in the local city I'm in because it's not... Little Bezos you know, over here. I was like, because here's, because you, you know, you got to expand your thing too. And I just, and plus if, 
I, I could go into it, but just I was just thinking about that. I was like, should I focus on like owning that? Should I build this? And uh, oh, I that's totally... like my whole life is the one-off things. Yeah, of the, I... of the oh man, I could do this yes. right now. Like, and this could be a game changer. That's why I have an ideas folder in my in my phone. If somebody took my ideas folder, ran with like two of those, y'all, uh, you'd probably be pretty successful because I just don't have the time for them. It's like you know, like that's the thing is like. You have good ideas. That probably your idea is probably a great idea. If you ran the numbers, you determine location. Are people reading this? You know, what's the benefit? Is you know, what are, how can we and grow? I, All of I these logistical yeah. things. If you put it on paper, it would probably make sense. But that doesn't mean it makes sense to do it, <laughs> and it probably doesn't make any sense for you to do it, right? But yeah. that's the issue with having, with having a mindset of I could do that. Well, that could work, you know with everything almost you know yeah i i don't know if you know but i i've been on twitter a lot recently and there's if you follow a certain set of people uh there are there are like really um smart people there i don't follow like the ones that are just like randomly you know talking about certain uh what do you call this non-sceptical topics i guess mm-hmm. um but there's this one person who's a 12 year old and he is like a huge programmer and developer and right as a 12 year old and he's created about like 12 products like 12 like programs and stuff like that and you know it's, it's, it's very interesting like how he goes through like what he builds but it's it's i think i think his mindset is like um it doesn't like to him it doesn't really matter what he builds he just wants to build and creates it and I would say, dude, he's like, twelve years old. Like, if he builds anything, <laughs> he's just trying to build things, dude. I was doing he's just Legos. To build he's doing products, but he's just yeah. trying to build. He things. has a twelve-year-old no, mindset. Imagine but, if you had a twelve-year-old's mindset building businesses. You just have all. You just had fun. But, you just have but, fun. But, 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 hear me out here. The reason why yeah. I mentioned that was like, I, I think it's good to have that mindset now. You know, it's okay. Obviously, he is in a place where he can be able to just do that without necessarily having to be paid, right? Because he does live with his, you know, parents and stuff like that, and and he's not necessarily have to be, you know, his he doesn't have to be, bring in money to the thing, so like of course he has that opportunity to do that, um, but I look at it as, you know, he is he has a mindset to create things, and you shouldn't necessarily be, um, and I also actually you know what I'm gonna backtrack. He actually has a timeline for when he creates these things, so like I would say take inspiration from that 12 year old but also uh look at it for like how you can realistically finish that project or that idea right because you can still go over those ideas all right like you can still like go get entertain the ideas yeah Yeah, like you could still do it but like give yourself like a period of time for how long it actually works and then if it doesn't you know you so you want to be like because i think that's the biggest thing too like when you're thinking about all these ideas you're not really thinking about like when you're going to be done working on the idea, right? No, because just, the idea just, is the is the energy. The energy is from the idea, not from the execution. Yes. So you're just... I In think the beginning, then it has to transfer to the execution. Exactly, exactly. So I just, I would say, like, I would, I still, I wouldn't, I don't discourage anyone at all to go over their, go after their ideas anymore. Um, but I do ask them, like, like, good questions to how, like, how are they going to accomplish this idea? What is your timeline? Like, those kind of things. So that there's a better idea of like idea, better idea of like how they want to go about that idea, basically. Yeah, and if you have no timeline, you're what are you? You're freestyling. Like you're just like that's the timeline thing is the failed clothing brand. That's literally <laughs> like I will say how many friends, how many people do you know? Listen, I will like that have, and I know people who have legitimate clothing brands who do and I know people who have clothing brands that do it as a side hustle and they're like I'm not trying to make money I just love this. You know, I just love doing it. That's cool. They're they actually that's what they say. Like they're realistic. But then there's people that are I want to be that watch six scary V videos and now they're ready to go <laughs> and they have the idea and they've never saw anything through to the end except a soccer season and you know, so they have no parameters. They haven't worked on a 6 month long you know, $11,000 marketing project, right? Or whatever that is. So yeah, that's just the, the spark is great. But yeah, to your point, you have to have, if you don't hit the end goal in the timeline, 
then you got to readjust the timeline. Like you can't just let it go to the wayside and freestyle it all. Um, Even though there's some things that you maybe, you know, little one-off things or something that tests, you know, things like that. But yeah, I feel like for the most part, um, if you feel the spark and you decide to do it, you got to set the timeline too. Not something I've ever done, (laughs) but (laughs) it sounds good. (laughs) I, I would challenge you on that, you know, because I've been testing that out. For example, um, with Caravocacy, you know, like, even though I say, like, oh, this is, like, the opportune time to do it, take the opportunity, you're going to have, like, a bunch of seniors that are going to want to, like, work with you. Um, but being able to have contacts and, like, you know, go to people like that is, like, was, was key for us. So I've set actually out a, somewhat of a timeline. It's not, like, really, really down in set in stone. But, like, I've set out a timeline to, like, send out cold emails, basically. Like, and by the way, I've just learned that cold emails, it's, I think it's honestly one of the easiest and cheapest way to to get some kind of result. And you may disagree with me, but, like, uh, there's there's ways that you can do it so it doesn't seem like it's just a cold email, obviously. But um, for me, I've set out a timeline because one of the things that we're trying to do is actually reach out to these, like, home care centers and these places that actually have have done the work to transition their members online, right? Their residents and stuff like that. And they just need like that additional education that we we provide. Um, and so I've just done that. And the great thing is I've seen like results, meaning results in no's or results in yeses or results not even just in yeses, but also a, a time to meet, which is amazing because then I can like, you know, turn that into something if they really want to work with us. So that's just been like an amazing thing because if it weren't for necessarily the timeline for like when I want to do this, then I wouldn't have had like, what do you call like a, and by the way, I don't follow every timeline. I'm not perfect, but I'm just saying like, if it, if it weren't for the timeline, it allowed me to kind of give uh, an accountability to it for like when I need to send those emails, what am I expecting when I send those emails? And when I do receive a reply, if not a reply, how do I follow up with those and stuff like that? I had a almost a full-time job, you know all about this job, <laughs> where that was my job. I answered th- 3,000 cold emails a week. So I know they work. I agree with you. <laughs> I'm, I do cold LinkedIn. Now I do cold LinkedIn because I'm on LinkedIn, whatever. I'm there when I need to do the emails. I'm gonna go to do the emails because I know they're they're. It's if you have the right emails, you're set. You get your calendar booked. You can do it or whatever your goal is. Cold email is amazing. Uh, I am opting more for the video side of intros more than the text intros right now. I'm testing. That's what I'm testing. And I, like as you said, I you're sending this certain amount of cold emails per week or whatever it is. I'm just doing videos. Um, and that's my test right now. So I'd like to, you know, come back and see where you're at and see where I'm at and see how our numbers look um, and see kind of what works. Obviously, we're completely different industries, but yeah. um, but but I but a testament to the cold emails, man. It's very underrated. Um, it's work. Now, if you have a VA, which that's what I was just talking to a company last week to get a VA. I'm not there yet, but um, then it's really worth it. Let's clarify what a VA is. So a VA is a virtual assistant, and so that's somebody typically from um, another country uh, that other than, like if you're in the States uh, or in the Northeast, typically from another country, um, and they, and it's, they're extremely affordable, and they're ex- a lot of them are very skilled and talented, and they can do all of your outreach for you if you have your offer right, if you know your copy, if you have all these other things in place, your website, all that, if you have all the other things in place, you, there's a couple different ways to do it. You can hire a single VA like that you hire that like I would get on a call with and talk to and train. Or you can hire a VA company and they will train the VA for you and they will be your go-to person working 20 to 40 hours a week mm. sending out those cold emails, doing all that outreach on five different yeah. platforms um, so you can actually focus on your business. And uh, right now I just don't need to do it. I just not there yet, want to grow a little bit more. But that's just me. But... Yeah, man. But if here's do, here's but my all follow-up that cold, question to that, though, Ryan. You got it. What is your end goal so that you can get in a virtual assistant? Like, how? What is? What is the thing that will give you evidence to like, hey, I can't do this by myself anymore? Right? Well, I have a new offer. Uh, and new. Mean? I have a new offering and new packages. 
Um, my, a lot okay. of my podcast production is is completely different now. Awesome, awesome. So, and which I haven't spoken to you about that much, but I can go into. But anyway, I want to get the new offer down, but I can't hire a VA next week, and because I don't even know the 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 right wording for the offer or how to actually, you know, sell it effectively. So yeah. that's my plan. I have to sell this offer first, and then exactly. I'll come back and hey. be able to train the VA. Exactly. Like you can't. You I can can't. afford it right now. I mean, I can buy the VA now, but it's just. I want like, to do a little you, more. Would you really benefit out of it? You know what I mean. Like, time, time is the main. Benefit I guess. I guess you would say is yeah. getting the calendar booked without me having to do it. I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> but then the thing is, I also all my clients like I love them. Like I've made connections with them. Like they're my friends. So that's the thing is you kind of lose a little bit of that initial outreach. The like me reaching out to the show after knowing them for two months and doing a custom free episode for them and all that kind of so, thing. So would you say? Well, I guess my 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 question was also asking, um, how much money do you need to bring in to be saying that I need a virtual assistant? Because I know I know the time is there, and I'm people are always going to argue about like you know you could should, you should spend money to make money that kind of thing, but uh, you know that's also a question of like you know I think I don't know whether you need a certain amount of this or so to bring in so that you can securely and safely say like I need a VA right like I need somebody who can help out you want them to pay for themselves so exactly. you want to be in a position where you have enough cash flow and enough enough excess cash to pay yeah. them you don't want to be using all of the cash that you bring in so for me like for what the numbers that I have been told are part-time is 600 around 600 a month and full-time you're looking at 12 to 1400 a month mm -hmm. for for somebody doing sales outreach or really whatever you want mm -hmm. uh so i'd say have that cash 500 a month excess to use to yeah then invest and, it. And that you, would i mean that would make yeah. sense i'm not saying that's the way to do it i don't think but there's no you'd, right be, you'd be something yeah I, I yeah i see what you're saying like, i know i i know companies who would take out a loan to pay the va and then just hope the <laughs> ROI comes, and I'm just—that's not me. <laughs> I, I, yeah, no, I'm not a. Me either, man. The only but, loan I've gotten is my student loans. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's a retweet, dude. Retweet on that one. I'm about to pay those suckers. Anymore. I don't want any more. Any I'm loans. I'm trying to pay them. I gotta pay those suckers soon, man. <laughs> my first payment's coming in a few months. Yeah, any any loan that I want is only the student loans that I gotta pay back. But which, you know what? This is I'm glad that you asked some questions about the VAs because I'm looking at it now. But besides that, on the on the topic of employment and having people work for you, I mean, I think I know our businesses are different. I think we pretty different, but I think that you have more experience with people under you, which I don't really have a lot of experience with, or or maybe training people interns, like where. When did that the same way you asked me the VA question of when does that happen? When what do you need to put that in place? What do you, what did you need to have your first intern? Yeah, and what were was that the actual right place to start after you started doing it? Were you like, "Oh, this is a good timing" or "Oh, yeah. did I jump the gun?" Yeah. Um, that's a really good question. I love the transition I did see that day, you know. But uh <laughs> um I, uh, I, I realized, well, to be honest with you, I'm the wrong person to be asking that question because when I did, was I, when I first uh, had thought that I needed interns, it wasn't actually for me. And, and this is again, another thing about myself, which is I, I I'm very, I, I see myself very, fairly altruistic. So I'm pretty self-serving to others. And, um, I agree. you know, when I get, did get those interns, those were my classmates who unfortunately had their internships when the pandemic started canceled because you know the companies that they worked for uh did not have the ability to you know quickly adapt just like how i'm a small startup so you could quickly make those decisions again so i thought like you know there's an opportunity obviously i'm getting free help but also i'm like trying to help my classmates in this way because i want them to kind of experience what i go through um so when i was doing that it was at first i thought i needed it but then i realized that there was actually more work to actually train somebody than I thought. Um, and I think it was also my fault for not setting the expectations correctly to the people that I asked to be interns for what I actually needed. I was so set on to this thing where I'm like, I'm benefiting them, you know, which is still important. But at the time when I was doing it, I was, I was spending so much more of like 
getting getting to change their mindset of like how a startup or small business works um and obviously i'm really grateful for those people that have been on my team and and helped me out and know what i've been going through (laughs) through the whole thing and 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 currently right now i have like one other girl um but um and one other guy but i've also realized that you know they're they're not on the team if if that makes sense they're not like really into what i'm like really doing they're well they're not you so exactly but at the same time like that's something to think about right it's like it's like when you try to get somebody on your team you know it, it takes a lot to like get them into the mindset of like they understand where this is going and plus you know outside of it unless they're like really invested or they have a certain amount of equity into the business you know time time like plays a lot into it so like for example there were times where i was like i needed them but obviously i couldn't ask of that because they had a certain time limit that they they had to be as interns or they had something else or whether it be school or something like that so you know deciding on when to get somebody else on your team is is difficult because you have to understand like why you really need them and you have to also understand that it's a longer process than you actually think to acquire. I'm sure you've had you had this problem. You you said you've had like editors, right? You have had people on the on your team, you know, to get to that. And some people are, are picking up fast, which is amazing, right? Like that's that's great. And there are just some people who unfortunately, like, who unfortunately just got out of business school and just don't know what they want to do, right? So you you just gotta have a balance. And again, it was I I probably think it was really my fault for really not setting out the expectations for what I really needed. And I would say now looking back at it and now looking forward for sure, and that's why I asked you that question because it was really like a, a uh, what do you call this a an inbound to me of saying like I need to see a certain amount of revenue to get to that point so that I can pay that person so that person has a financial obligation because of the fact that I'm paying that so that they're even more working harder because at the end of the day, like, again, those people who were helping me out were free. So that meant it was, like, comfortable. It meant, like, they didn't have anything on them. So they they weren't working hard so they can get paid. They were working because they knew me and they, they loved for what I was trying to do. But again, those are the things that I would say to look out for and something to think about when you want to get a VA. And I definitely, definitely wish I would be having like $500 a month, you know, in revenue or whatever to be able to do that. But unfortunately, I'm just not at that stage to be doing that. Um, so for the next thing that I'm looking forward to, it's definitely that I'm looking at it. Yeah, the and det- actually you discouraged me, not discouraged me, but you put it in perspective for me about because remember when I was talking to you about like, oh, I think I should get an intern or whatever. And you were like, <laughs> and exactly what you just said now, you, you said to me then um, about you got to think about this because this is a person. This is a human being that does not know what you're doing does not really know what you want from them doesn't even, know what the uh, yeah. La- yeah what the what you even expect from them and then they don't know what the goal is the vision you know like and all th- those are that's everything besides the work i mean then you bring the work into it and now this is a whole new level yeah so. i would yeah i would say there were some interns who expressed to me uh the f- uh coming in with a different expectation of the work that they were doing um and again as i said that was very problematic and i I could also say this because i've had that experience where i came into a workplace and the expectations weren't set out correctly and it's just you know we have a lot of uh when you when you work with a startup or a business you you obviously think of like um i actually know some people think that you have it all together but like behind the scenes like sometimes you feel like you don't know what you're doing and i think that's what it felt like so i think it's just there's a lot of things you have to set out first before you want to get on, on board to anyone. Um, and then besides the fact that you're going to train them, which is going to take a long time, it's just you want to find somebody who like truly, truly believes in it. You know what I mean? You want somebody who feels like an advocate for what you're doing. Not a, not a friend where I'm like, hey, Ryan, I really love the idea of what you're doing. You're building a podcast principles and whatever. I love it. Let me see what we can do together. But then they just they just love the idea of Ryan doing something. You know what I mean? Like, people fall in love with Ryan and his ideas, but not the fact that Ryan had to go through so many uh, hurdles to even try to build a business like this. You know, no one hears about like 
many hours you spent on Bobcast or Podcast Principles to even like say that you could even say that into LinkedIn. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, uh, and I, I say that because we, you and I have both lived that kind of thing where it's like, you want to expand, you don't want to expand, but you want somebody on your team and you're not sure if I should have anybody on my team. Um, but just going back to the point of like knowing when to get somebody else on there takes a very long time and you just gotta be intentional with that. And that person, you know, it's not like an end all die all kind of situation, but like what I'm saying is like that person has to really, really believe in what you're doing. And they're just not in love with the idea, but they're in love with the long game, right? And this is your thing, right? Not, not, you know, a one-off business. You, you obviously see like the pathway of where you want to take this. Does that person see it? And I think that's one of those qualifiers you have to, you have to understand when you try to get somebody on your team. Yeah, I'm with you, and I'm thinking about two of my friends who who um, have helped me with this for free, and some have been paid, some have not. Um, you know, like Brandon, for instance, uh, he's the video expert. He's the video guy. He's in mm-hmm. higher demand. I can't hire him right now. <laughs> I can't. He doesn't have the hour. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you have that side of the spectrum, which we've worked together a lot. You know, we've made money together. We've grown the business together, but. Um, you know, he's out running his own business. He can't focus on this day-to-day of podcast principles, right? Um, yeah. And then you have, you know, my um, good friend Jack, you know, who he has a full-time job, sometimes 60 hours a week, and some extra yeah. time he helps me with it because he understands the goal. He understands the macro vision. Um, and then, you know, my other friend Lauren, who I just spoke to this morning, uh, she has a full-time job working like 11 in the morning to like 8, 9 at night because they're in the UK, right? So it's like, and she's donating some of her time. Uh, so that is like, oh, wow, like these people understand, you know, and they get what it could be. But when you get somebody and we can get into a whole conversation about hiring your friends, that's a whole different thing. But when you get somebody off the street, when you get somebody off a job application, they just want to get paid. They just need a job. Like sometimes it's almost better if you approach them of can can you help me? And I'll help you and not this is a job, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and also if you have somebody without an entrepreneurial mindset mindset, that's going to be hard to instill that in them. Uh, yeah, I, because they think yeah. you look at it like a job, which you don't because it's a whole different thing. It's different no, than it's, a job. It's, <laughs> um, it's not it's really it's really weird, to be honest with you. And <laughs> I think, yeah, I think, you know, what's crazy too. people live their lives like in a whole different sh- like mind state than we do. And not me, not you. Like, we're not saying we're better. It's actually just different. It's completely different. No, I think so. I, to get I somebody to offend anybody by saying yeah. that, but. Like, I, I uh, you know, I, we're not going to change the world by keeping, by agreeing with each other all the time. But Truth. but for this one, you know, I, I, I think it's just because you are at the, at the front row of it all, right? And whether you, whether they understand it or not, everything that they do or that you do will call, fall back onto you, right? And even if you think it's like like the smallest thing, right? It still feels like it's going to fall back to you, right? Like you are still responsible for whatever outcome that comes out of that person or whatever. And so that's why you feel so much, what do you call this, uh, stake, I guess, in the game or whatever they're doing because... To you, it doesn't feel like a job. It, to you, it feels like you're building something out of like your heart and your thing. Unless you're like a business person that doesn't really care about like, those things. But I don't think that's who we are. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, I understand that. You know, um, that's why for me, I ask questions. Like really, really intentional questions. And the more that I understand them from those questions, the more I realize this was a fun conversation and let's just keep in touch, that kind of thing, right? Or the more that I have like this idea that I want Ryan to like help me out with my podcast and stuff like that, the more I realize like, wait a minute, I love Ryan, he's awesome, but like he's building something of his own and it would be awful of me to do that, to take that away from him, right? Or something like that. So 
the more you ask questions of like, is this person in the right mindset for that thing? That's the better, better, uh, that's the better way to go about it. Um, and then for me, it's like, uh, like for example, like, I, I don't know if you know this, but like I meet with like a person almost every single day now, uh, just to like get to know somebody. I saw that. And, and then, uh, I, uh, I thought, <laughs> I thought if I do that, I would be like collaborating with every single person I meet. But then I realized where it's like, wait a minute, I'm just having a conversation, right? Getting to know them, asking these questions, and then seeing whether we would be the best fit. So, for example, for the next person you think about, Ryan, ask them those questions. Hey, do you, have you have you built something of your own? Have you because then they will understand like you know where you're coming from, or have you sold something? Uh, what kind of learner are you? What kind of, you know what I mean? Like those questions to like really dig down. And then, you know, I'm tired of like the basic interview, job interview questions, which is like, oh, what's the, can you give us a little bit of experience or your time and doing this? I'm like, uh, you know what I mean? Just ask those really intentional questions. And I think you, you would not regret it anymore as to like who you get on your team. To that, yes, you have to understand the person. Outside of the context of the business or what you want them to do, you have to yeah. take like no no no. Let's step away. Have you ever want? This is a very specific thing. Really, kind of a weird thing. But um, there was somebody at a. Uh, I was at in college, and I was uh, there was like you know how sometimes they just have like a booth. By the way, by know? the way, congratulations on graduating. Oh, thanks. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. We haven't yeah. even. <laughs> <laughs> it's. Uh, let's I don't let's even. Just take a, let's just take a little bit of a slow time here, Ryan. I know you feel like. Uh, okay, I'm just. I'm not done trying with to it. go back to that, man. But I'm just saying, like. <laughs> I had a great time, honestly. I lived, I lived those life events with you from truth, afar, so truth, I'm just man. saying, congratulations. No, it's a big truly, deal. I, I appreciate it. I really do. And it is a big <laughs> deal, man. It was a whole lot of my life, and a whole lot of money, and a whole it lot of time, a, and investment, deal, and energy, right? and education why didn't you why didn't you post like uh, i graduated from this <laughs> like I don't, it's not i don't, I don't uh, yeah i got okay you didn't want to take any graduation photos <laughs> i did i have a couple oh they were terrible sorry my mic give me a second you're good yeah first of all the photographer was terrible sorry to him but he sucks um <laughs> i'm sorry dude but all my pictures were so bad and then my girlfriend took them like right next to me so i knew it wasn't just me um unfortunately i didn't like them so i didn't post them uh but i know i posted something on my story like ah, i'm done but like i don't know man like it was for me so i'm not as i want to encourage people to do what's best for them and if that's going to college then great you know but i'm not gonna say like i did this like you know like this is amazing but like it's not that amazing should, a lot of people yeah, graduate from college true. i give myself the credit you know i did put in the work i did i had a lot of help i also did a lot of it myself and i also paid for a lot of it myself and also had a lot of help so um you know i do have to uh include you know my family and everybody who helped me and 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 my roommate and and meeting you and like you said we went through those things together and there's a lot uh of factors man but uh you know i'm just it's 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 over man it's behind me i'm done I'm out. <laughs> i got things to do like i can't like yeah i don't know man people like a lot of i just needed to get out i was saying for the last year no i know i i, 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 I so. know we've, we've, t we've definitely talked about how well, by the way, I, I mean, I haven't graduated, but it is my last year. But um, no, we've we've definitely talked about like how we currently feel about going through it. But uh, I, yeah, I just wanted to, I just wanted to slow us back a little bit and say like, you know, let's let's uh, take a breather. Yeah, <laughs> man. Say, hey, we just accomplished this. Well, thing, you know, what I, I mean? that example that I was just about to say that actually ties into this. I was All at right, I was at college. And uh, there was a booth, a random booth. I don't remember what company they work for. It might have been like a Planet Fitness or who knows. I think it was a gym or something. It might have, I don't really remember what it was. Um, but I, but the guy, I, t I was talking to the guy uh, who was at the booth. And uh, I was like, oh, this is, you know, how, you know, what type of money do you make doing this or whatever? And then I was like, what do you really want to do? And I don't know why I asked him that, man. It was, I kind of put him on the spot. He didn't even know me. I didn't know him. <laughs> and he actually told me, like, he wanted to do, I don't even remember what it was. It was like he wanted to do something with, like, video games and design video games or something like that. And he was doing a completely unrelated job. So something that I asked myself in college was, what do I really want to do? And that's a hard question because there's things that people are doing. But yeah. kind of to what we were talking about, 
like when somebody's when you're talking to them about your company or whatever, like it, the best thing you can do is say, this is what I really want to do and then tell them. Or if you need help, have somebody ask you, what do you really want to do? And then you'll have you you have to come up with the answer, you know, but I yeah. think uh, I knew that answer way well before I graduated. So that was good. I was already off, you know, um, yeah. to a, to a decent start. It's not like I just it's not like things didn't change, you know, things change mm -hmm. every day. But I think kind of ask, asking yourself that question and asking well, it of know, other people, because when you're applying for a job, that hiring manager or whatever, I want to know what they really want to do. Like, what's your goal, you know, too? That's a, that's a good so. that's a good way to one. But I do want to say that you shouldn't be also afraid of saying what you actually need. Right. Because like as, as fun as as it is to ask people, what do you really want to do out of life? You know what I mean? Like, not out of life. That's not what I'm but, really but, saying. But what I'm though. saying is yeah. like to, to ask that is great, but it's easy for us to say that because we know what we want to do. No, but we don't. Other... I'm saying like, no, 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 what yeah. do you want? Like, that's what I'm asking. <laughs> like, that's the question. Like, people don't know what but, they but people want. Do, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it works at some cases, but if, True. As, it's as, not as at a business all. person, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say it's also good to set standards of what you really need. Right, because you can. That's ask a great that. counter to the want question. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because you can really, you can really ask that question for sure. When it comes to a little bit of a point where you realize that this person can actually fulfill your needs, right? And then it's a good way to kind of create the job description around what they want. But to come out of the gate and say, "What do you really want to do?" I've just realized that for most people. They don't know how to answer that question, and they will tell you something that they might have thought about. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. They don't they know just, the answers. Yeah, you know Figure it out. And I would just be careful with that one too, yeah. because because now you're opening yourself up to somebody who's like, I can give you what you want, but in reality, you don't really want to do that because you need somebody who can give you uh, what you need. What you so need. those are the things. Mm, that's I why. That's yeah, why I, I was taking it. I think more out of the business context. I was thinking mm, okay. as a person graduating college or in college or even out of college if you just took the first job and you know that's not what you really want to do then ask yourself what you really want to do you know so. i i don't know if you saw the movie soul but there was a great depiction it's was it a animated movie yeah, about a, a, a music uh teacher yes, yes. Musician, amazing yes. movie brilliant you did movie. see it okay, okay i loved it but i think it was so cool about that movie was that he talked about like how your spark isn't like what you do, but your spark is like what makes you who you are in a way. So like, I think there was a scene in the barber, the barber scene where he's like, he wanted to be this person, but he didn't end up doing that. So he became a barber. And, you know, the main character asked, uh, asked him, so you don't like being a barber? And the barber was like saying, no, no, it's not that. I'm still being, do. I'm still, I'm, I'm still doing what I'd love to do but it's just on a different platform, right? On a different medium. So it's on a different thing. So I think, you know, asking that question, whether it be a business or anything, you have to be intentional with that question of like, what do you want to do? And then help them guide to like, okay, what experience in your past allowed you to do what you want to do, right? Because you can tell, you can talk to somebody who's been a front desk assistant, right? Like myself in school and I, did, I obviously did not like doing the office basic up stuff, but what I loved doing or what I wanted to do was talking to people, being in front of people. That's why I was at front desk. That's why I was like loving that job because that's what I wanted to do. Um, and regardless of whatever the position was, at the end of the day, I wanted that opportunity to do that. So like asking that and then making sure like you have like some kind of guiding way for them to help that answer that question is a good thing because I think sometimes if you just plainly ask that question again it's like very again intentional questions is a, is a thing for me so it's like you know just asking really good questions but also making sure you're helping them understand like why you're asking that question and, and helping them out with that it's a really good thing 
man, we talked about like. <laughs> well, we knew this was how it was gonna go, man. Like, just so some context, if people got this far, I mean, this is how our conversations. Came. Like, this is not like scripted. This is not we're doing ta- talking like this for the podcast. Nope. This is just how we usually disagree on a bunch <laughs> of stuff. We usually are like, no, dude, that's not how it is. And so I, you're right. We've been going for about an hour, I think. Um, yeah. Time yeah. correctly. So we're probably. I feel like I feel like we need to add the part where the people can get something out of this conversation. I mean, I. I hope that like, they oh, got here, some out of the process. Here, but. Here's a here's a link to a, a site that would take you, uh, you know, or here's a here's a here's an infographic that I found that will re, you know will give you 5k monthly revenue if you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> let me. Yeah. Let me give you the secrets of success on the yeah, uh, so how buy, to sell buy your this small online business. course. Yeah. Uh, buy uh buy my online course, man. So like I actually <laughs> teach you how to make courses to sell courses to people who need courses, man. Yeah. And we'll make money making do you, courses. Do together. you know that is such a big topic right now in Clubhouse? <laughs> I know. Oh yeah, dude. Oh, and the funny thing on on that. Sorry to cut you off, but the ahead. funny thing about that is that I like when they get exposed, man. That's my favorite. Okay, so who who is your? Oh my gosh, I can't tell you. Like that is like a big deal right now, too. Um, tell me about the club. What ha, what's happening? With no, that it's Clubhouse? just it's just uh, you know, club. If you guys don't know, Clubhouse is an app that is fairly new, and it's just invite only. And it's yeah, it's invite only, bro. Exclusive. But you got you gotta hey Ryan, you gotta love the the uh, the strategy. You have right? to be on there for a purpose, kind of. Yeah, and but you gotta love the the way that it was discovered. I know? know. I think it's great. As much as I like don't like certain companies, I admire them for how they Me too. Get, and I don't, I'm not saying I don't like Clubhouse. I'm just saying for those companies I don't really like. I admire how they go about things. And for one, I actually like Clubhouse and for what they're doing, especially the founders and how they're carefully going about it. But, um, you know, I just joined it. So basically you join in a room, have a conversation, and some conversations are really funny and some conversations are very serious and some conversations are very intellectual and, and just, you know, like it makes you learn from other people. And the great thing, I think it's different from podcasting because it's it's all live, really. But... Uh, um, what I think, no, going back to your question, it was just like there's this discussion about how, unfortunately, people who are are like selling courses, you know, you see those YouTube ads or whatever, or like that person who's in California who always has a, like a video right next to his cars or something, and and like, oh, you know, I read this book, and uh, if you do these small first five steps, I can get you making 5000 you know, this and that and whatever. You know, some, unfortunately, I feel bad for those who are legitimately trying to help people, but for the ones who are not, uh, that's just messed up. And so they're using Clubhouse as like almost another platform to uh, scam people, right? Another way to like uh, kind of convince people like, hey, this is what I've been selling with these online courses for a while now and you can make money. Um, it's just, and, and it was so, what's so interesting is that there are literally rooms versus rooms, right? Groups versus groups there. Rooms, obviously, the ones who are running those online uh, courses scams, and then the other rooms are like people who are calling them out, exposing them, reporting them. You know, like really, I think people who are being uh, genuinely, in, uh, genuinely filled with integrity to like make, do something about that. Uh, what I don't want is having any more extreme sides of, of both of the thing, but. It's pretty cool. It's a pretty thing that they're talking about. I don't really usually join as much as uh, in the conversation, but I think it's pretty cool. It's out there, and I think it's that. So I know I was just I was just making a mockery of that because I feel like every time I have a conversation, we're like we're like this, and I'm like I know we're recording our podcast, so we must have like some kind of CTA at the end of it, right? A call to action to be like, oh, okay. Uh, get our online course at the end of this conversation. Yeah, right. Like we have to plug something. I mean, I'll, I'll plug. I'll plug a bunch of shit, man. But um, yeah, exactly. You know, nothing that I'm really trying. To, like I don't even plug my like my business isn't even a sponsor of my own podcast. Like that's how much I don't mm. want to try to sell you on shit. But um, yeah, no, I actually have a great sponsor for this podcast now um, that I 100 okay. tr- believe in, uh, which I can actually talk about, but. Um, there's going to be at the beginning and end of this, there's probably going to be, um, an ad read anyway. Um, but it's a company that I am, uh, thank you. Thank you. My first sponsor and a company that I'm completely invested in, uh, a comp, a product that I use was one of the first people to ever use. And, uh, somebody I've had on the podcast as well. And a great friend, uh, a brilliant, somebody who's mastered my music before, who's recorded me before, who I'm just so invested in. And just like, as a person, 
as a team, as a company, as a product. And uh, those are the only people I'm sponsoring on this podcast. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I would have to go into that a little bit. But anyway, uh, you'll see an ad read after this, so I won't go into it as anymore. But, but that's, that's really dope. <laughs> Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I can't. I can't wait to you know see is what that, people do. Is that, is that on LinkedIn? Product. Is that posted? On no, LinkedIn? it's not on posted on LinkedIn, but I should. So anyway, I'm, uh, you probably want to know what it is. You'll see it after this, but it's called Soda Beats. SodaBeats.com. Okay. It's the easiest way to make beats online, guaranteed. You don't have to steal beats from YouTube. You don't have to. Okay. If you have a video. That you need a beat for. You don't have to purchase a beat. You can make it yourself in ten That's minutes. That's awesome. Um, it's amazing, intuitive. I mean, the list goes on. So, but definitely check that out. Um, yeah, and that'll be at the end too. But yeah, man, that type of stuff. That's the stuff I'm trying to plug, man. Don't I don't care about my stuff. The podcast. <laughs> you guys know I make podcasts. People know if they're listening that I make podcasts. Whatever. That's is what it is. But um, you know, you got to bring up. You got to. You got to really. You know, promote things that you believe in and use. You know. Yeah, and I think it's doing a balance of both. Yeah. Right. For sure. Yeah, it's not a, you know, um, I, 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 the reason why I say that, because I've always been the person that, you know, uplifts other people, but I've also found out where it's like, I'm not asking what I really need, right? So again, that's just also keeping a balance of like, making sure, like, of course, you, you want to be this person, but then at the end of the day, you can't live off always putting, pushing people in front of you you know what i mean so it's having a certain like a balance of that and then just creating your own like identity for for like who you are and making sure you're doing that so yeah man it's i think that's ch- oh what? i'm sorry no i was just gonna say i think that's a great kind of rap man i think that's a great way to <laughs> a great thought to end on in my opinion yeah we don't have to stop that you. abruptly but i really do think that uh that and and honestly the whole conversation man so i hope people took value out of this um definitely tell let people know where they can find you and what you know your website and everything yeah so again i'm fairly active on linkedin so again if you look up stefano saloyo that is s-t-e-f not a p-h-a-n-o so stefano that way um and all my links are there obviously through our website and stuff like that and what we do uh, I'm mostly active on LinkedIn and Twitter now, actually. And then if you guys ever are on Clubhouse, definitely <laughs> follow me and we'll definitely have more lively, interesting conversations on there as well. But I'm really happy. Thank you so much, Ryan, for, for being here. Uh, one, for hosting this thing and just being on board with this idea. I honestly feel like, you know, we gotten really better from this and we grew so close especially these past two years and uh, and two months now um and i'm just grateful to have you as as really an accountability partner in in this so thank you truth anytime man thank you for doing this too and and uh you're right and this is a testament to building relationships and you they don't have to be right next to you i've never met you before uh (laughs) in real life i've never seen you we've never hugged i've never shook your hand none of that man and we've had we have a stronger relationship than some people that we talk to all the time so i just that's a testament uh people can be wherever wherever they are um and you can still build that relationship and as everybody knows all my stuff sullybop.com's live so everything's on there if you want to check it out uh podcast principles uh like i said same thing that he said i'm fairly active on linkedin too um and everything all platforms for the music you know the deal even the ones nobody uses that was another episode of bobcast thank you so much for being here man this is great Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Bobcast. Today on the podcast, we had Stefano Solorio. Make sure to check out sodabeats.com. That's the easiest and best way to make beats online right now. This beat itself is brought to you by my brilliant, talented uh, friend and producer, Jello Music. Make sure to find us on all social media platforms. That's at SullyBop. That's also SullyBop.com, S-U-L-L-Y-B-O-P, for show notes, information, links, and everything. I really appreciate it once again for listening to another episode of Bopcast. And as always, I will see you next week on the next one.